What's going on, everybody? Welcome to TG Garage Talks. I'm Luke. And I'm Nick. And you guys, right now, we're actually not in the garage. We're not in the garage. We are remote. We are remote. We are we are out of the studio right now. We're actually sitting in Luke's car. Because um. <laughs> not only do best talks, like really good talks happen in the garage, but really good talks happen in cars as well. Yeah, the truth is actually Luke and I are uh, in Bailey, Colorado. Yeah. Um, we came here um, for a little work project and decided to come at you guys right now. Um, this week we had a chance to sit down with Jay Mickey, um, who is a very, very important part of the training ground mission. Mm-hmm. Plays a big role yep. um, as kind of, I don't want to say counselor, but as kind of what it is. It kind of is. <laughs> in, in a way, you know, he's yeah. kind of, he, he's someone that we turn to um, throughout the summer for a thing called process time, which you'll hear more about in the in the interview we did. Yep. But it's just a chance for us training ground guys um, to sit down and kind of process what we're going through, but also be vulnerable and, yep. and kind of name name things from our past, name things we're going through. Um, and Jake is just a very awesome guy. Absolutely. And so in past episodes when we have talked about pressing into community and kind of asking questions and, and having uh, older men pour into your lives, like that is essentially Jake's uh, purpose in, in training ground and yeah. in the in the summer session here in Colorado. Um, and so, I mean, that's exactly what that guy did. Uh, but particularly like something that is really essential and not only training ground, but in every guy's life. Absolutely. And not every guy, every person's life is story work. And what that means is we all have a story mm-hmm. and we're going to get into all this in depth in the podcast, but just to give you a little, little premise, we all have a story. And when we fail to press into that story, we fail to engage it. Then there are things in our past that we don't realize shape us mm-hmm. for the good, but also for bad. Yeah. Um, and so, a really essential part to becoming healthy and, and getting to a place where you need to be is being willing to do the story work to sit down and engage that story. And ultimately, that's what Jake does. Absolutely. He comes in and teaches us how to engage that story in a real, very realistic way. Um, so this week, we did sit down and talk to Jake about it. It's a very important topic. Yeah. Um, it, doing story work has changed Jake's life. It's changed Luke and I's lives. And it hopefully will change your life. Um, but... Yeah, you know, if without further ado, if you want to just listen up and tune in, this is our interview with Jay Mickey about the story. Absolutely. It's going to be a good one, you guys. Thank you. 20 something. Yeah, definitely. All right, so today on the show, we got Jake Mickey. Thanks for being with us, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah really excited. Absolutely. Um, to hear from Jake today. Yeah. Um, I think uh, out of everybody on the staff, <laughs> my relationship through training guard with Jake Mickey, I looked up to him a ton and was just scared <laughs> uh, crapless of him. Yeah. Uh, well, one, because like 
he looks like a combination of a if we're talking vehicles, maybe like a tank mixed with like a King Ranch, like F two fifty. Yeah, that's Jake Mickey, guys. Um, yeah, Jake is um Jake is a part of training ground. He uh does something called process time with us. It's it's a night uh, where the guys can sit down, um, talk about what they're going through, process that, and at the same time, Jake is gonna pull out of you information not information but like kind of help you and pull out things out of you that maybe you're afraid to admit mm-hmm. or maybe you need to get out jake is really good at helping you get to that point interpret what's going on yeah. in the present and mm-hmm. what's going on in your story and how it kind of relates so if you want to mm-hmm. give us some like background information on yourself yeah and then tell us about process time and what that looks like yeah i mean i'm just uh um i mean no one's special just a fellow sojourner of the heart. Um, I love God. Um, I love story. I love, um, how God is all about redeeming our stories. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, uh, it's just a gift for me to be able to be a part of training ground in the context that I am and, uh, uh, do the process, uh, group time with you guys once a week. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, it's a coveted time. Uh, I know for the guys, um, it's, it's funny because, um, I mean, I think you guys probably, Luke, you especially probably experienced this, but, um, you know, the, the first, the first couple times of getting together, it's kind of a honeymoon. Um, but it doesn't take long for the, the bloom to fall off the rose. Yeah. And, I think, I think if you had to ask Luke, uh, the second process time, he'd be like, I hate process time. I hate Jake Mickey. And I think if you had to ask all of us at the end of the summer, what was your favorite part? And, a lot of us would say Wednesday nights with Jake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were probably wondering, hey, what is process time? Well, process time is kind of really tied into story work. Yeah. And it's what we want to talk to you about today, Jake, mm. is kind of story work and story and your life. And so if you want to just kind of give us a quick look into maybe your life, uh, mm-hmm. as much as you want to share, kind of, and then what story is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. Um, I mean, I, I think for me it's, you know um, – I'm a really strong believer that if you're going to ask someone to bleed, you better bleed with them first. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a man, middle-aged man, 41 years of age, a father, a husband. Um, I got a 16, almost 16 year old son and a 13 year old son as of today. Awesome. Um, beautiful bride that I've been married to for, um, 18 years, wow. um, over 18 years now. And, Um, For me, it was critical that I um, probably in my mid, uh, somewhere between 26 and and 31, um, it was just a process of events that led me to really begin to take a hard look at my story. Um, um, And really, I mean, if we're honest, if we're we're willing to look honestly at our our lives and stories, we got to go back further than before we were born. Absolutely. I mean, we got, we, you got to look at, um, family of origin, grandparents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, you know, um, the more I've tried to investigate and kind of excavate my, my story, it's led me to, oh my goodness, there is a whole vast, um, um, chapters, uh, in my story that are missing because of not understanding the context of my parents' lives right. and my grandparents. I mean, I've, I've got two, my both sets of grandparents, you know, lived through the great depression, both grandfathers, uh, uh, lived through, served and lived through world war two and survived it. Right. Um, 
you know, and then that leads all of that carries weight and impact on my parents and, you know, and, and just how parents parent, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and so, I mean, if we're going to look honestly at our own lives and stories and why we behave a certain way or react a certain way, we've also got to be willing to go, huh, what, what led me to that? You know, what impact was there in my parents' lives that impacted how they parented me to where I respond certain ways, you know? And that's story. That's absolutely story. I mean, story is the beginning of time. It's Adam and Eve. It's, Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, I, I love, I I mean, I look at story in two sides of one coin, or I mean, two separate sides of the coin where we have our lives and how they've played out over the last, for me, 41 years, you guys, whatever, 21, 22 years. Um, but there's a whole story that is way bigger than my story that goes back to the beginning of time and it's God's story with mankind. Right. You know, and that's, that's the Bible, that's scripture, you know? Um, uh, and so we also have to look at it in that context, um, because God is all about redeeming his sons and daughters Mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ. And, um, and just as I say that, you know, um, it, it chokes me up because I would not be where I'm at today um, as a father, as a husband, as a friend, as a son, if it wasn't for Jesus Christ and how um, his grace, his love, his, his, his death on the cross, um, which has established me and my identity as a son of God. Right. I mean, w- without the identity of a son of God, uh, being a son of God, uh, a, a co-heir to Christ and all the, the inheritance that God the Father has for us, I'm screwed. Mm. I mean, life is, really isn't worth living without my identity as a son of God. So, That's so good. Um, <clears throat> how did you uh, start engaging your story practically? Was it just those kinds of questions or... Did you go back to certain memories or, I don't know, for somebody that doesn't know how to start engaging their story, Mm. could you give us some examples of like what you did? Well, for me, um, I looked at patterns of behavior. Mm. Uh, The biggest one is anger. Why am I so pissed off? You know, and, and I don't think there's anything harder, um, or not harder, uh, more exposing when you see the impact of your anger in the eyes of your children right. or your wife. Right. Mm. And I think I was probably in my late twenties, early thirties when I started going, what am I so angry about? Um, and so based on that, I began to explore. I started asking hard questions, um, started looking for people much wiser and smarter than me. Um, that it could help me answer some of the questions to really the riddle of my life because that's what it felt like when I was in my late 20s and early 30s. It was, there's some riddle that I'm not understanding. And Yeah, that's, that, that, that's really interesting. I think being as vulnerable as you want to be, feel mm-hmm. free you know, to be as vulnerable or not vulnerable as you want, but when you start to engage your story, when you start to do that story work, as we call it, mm-hmm. um, what were the patterns you started noticing? What do, what did that look like? Mm. What were the things that you realized this is impacting me? This is this had a bigger impact impact than I thought it did. Right, and yeah. led me to this anger or whatever it yeah. might be. Yeah, I mean, anger was huge. That was probably the biggest 
factor um, for me. Um, um, you know, it, it, as a young as a young man, um, I I became obsessed with heavy weightlifting. Um, you know, it started probably around fourteen, fifteen, um, and I'd spend hours at the gym, sometimes twice a day, um, and that carried into my, you know, into my fatherhood. You know, and and I would go to the gym just to get rid of anger, right. you know, just to go blow off steam. And I'd go to the gym to, um, you know, I mean, as a man, I, I think we're all like, we, we live in a day and an age where gender is so confused in our society. Um, I, I believe that God intended male and female. For sure. You know, because the two linked together complete the image of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I mean, we live in a day and age where, um, the pressure is, on a man is to be more feminine. <laughs> the, the pressure on a female, a woman is That's, to be more masculine. Yeah, exactly. Right. Take the lead role. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, I don't agree. Um, I, I think God created us very uniquely different as male and female, but together we complete the, the image of God. And, um, so my point in bringing that up, there was a reason if I can, (laughs) if I can remember, um, oh, was uh, I, um, you know, I hit the gym so that I wouldn't feel weak. Right. You know, so I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't feel powerless. Is that where the the anger came from? Was feeling weak and feeling powerless? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Going back into, you know, being, being the youngest of um, three, three sons, um, not a whole lot of parental involvement, Mm. um, where I had to fight to, you know, to, to survive those circumstances, you know? Um, and so, um, so yeah, I mean, I think I answered, did I answer your question? No, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, for sure. And and that's, that's that's unique to me. That's my story. right? Right. You know? And so, um, but I would say anger was a huge theme in my, you know, and there's, there's several other that I just think for the sake of, yeah, um, confidentiality of other people involved. I'll, I'll keep refrain from those, but, right. Absolutely. um, for sure th- there's a sexual piece there for mm-hmm. me, um, of, of abuse, um, and of addiction. And, uh, I, that was a huge catalyst for me to go, oh, what's, what's really going on? Um, right. Because I have this beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful wife, you know, but, um, um, but there was stuff under the surface that had nothing to do with her that went back. And it hadn't been accessed. No, and it went back to age four. Right. Mm. Four and years so of age. At that point, you hadn't engaged the story. You hadn't done the story work. Mm-hmm. And you have now, mm-hmm. um, and you help us do it. But what does it look like for someone who doesn't do the story work or has failed to engage their story? What are the consequences like? Confusion. Yeah. yeah. Confusion. I, I mean, um, having two sons um, from the time they were babies, um, that was another huge catalyst. I did not want to pass my confusion on to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so I, I think, uh, especially in, in your guys' generation and mine, you guys are millennials and I am come from what they call the Gen X you know, generation, um, confusion is rampant in these two generations Mm -hmm. um and and why there and that is why there's so much gender confusion Mm -hmm. because the role of father strong father is not part of the picture right in most most young men's lives um the role of mother 
who is both strong but in compassionate and merciful, not there. They're they're out of the home. You know, in most situations, family situations, both parents work. Latchkey kids are just is, is the norm now. Yep. You know, they get themselves to school. They get, and then you throw into the mix just this this cluster of technology that's at our fingertips mm-hmm. right. so much information. and way too much damn mm-hmm. information for for an adult to comprehend yeah. let alone i mean you've got you got four and five-year-old kids yeah. i mean two-year-olds with ipads yeah. yep <laughs> how a, can they possibly understand lot. the the information at their fingertips so i mean i i think we live in an age where um it is absolutely critical that that men, women, um, engage their stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, my, my grandparents' stories were so much simpler. Right. You know, I mean, just not, not com- and I'm not saying not complicated. They were complicated, but they didn't have the technology that we have. They didn't have, um, they, I mean, it was, they went to work with their dad mm-hmm. or their mom, you know, like they learned a trade. They, uh, you know, they helped have to keep the farm together or whatever, support the family, right? Like their lives were simpler. They got post-World War II, things just got crazy complicated, you know, and that's what we're living in is the post-World War II um, culture, I believe, um, right. which technology is just through the roof. You can't keep up with it. I guess another question on like the process of story work, um, is it, have you found that it's more of like a seasonal thing? Like, you know, people say, Oh, I'm going through a season of healing or is it you start it and it goes for the rest of your life? Um, I think there's different periods of intensity Hmm. in it. Um, I mean, for sure. Your story is constantly being written. Oh Mm -hmm. gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jesus is called the author, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Author and perfecter of our faith, which is the story of our lives, you know? And so, um, I think there comes a point for anyone who's really wanting to live in their God-given identity mm-hmm. as a man or as a woman, that there has got to be seasons of intentionality where you take hard looks, you know, at, man, why, why this behavior? You know, why do I battle this addiction? Why do I... Um, why am I so pissed off? Or why am I passive? Why do I hide? Why do I hold back and hide? Or why do I have to be the center of attention? And they can come in seasons. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But I do think there has to be, I mean, for me personally, there was a five-year season of intense hard look at, mm. you know, what's, things aren't right. What is going on? Where I, think, I just popped the hood on the car and was like, I got I to gotta find out, right. you know. I think strictly with 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 the male role in society now, everything about story work kind of goes against maybe what some people view as traditional masculinity, mm. and the fact that oh, if you're a man, then you have to just suck it up and you keep going and you don't engage your story or you don't like that, you don't have time for that. But speak to that a little bit and kind of speak how sure. that's just not the case. Yeah, speak some truth into that. Well, I here I will say this: I I do think as men we have to suck it up. Right. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I tell my boys like, um, there, you're going to have a wife and kids and friends in your life someday who are going to need you to be strong for them. Mm -hmm. You've got to find strength. Um, there's a season for engaging your story There's a season for 
sucking it up and keep moving forward. Like, yeah, I mean, I, they, I, well, and I think you can do both, right. You know, the, the, you know, I love the, um, gosh, I think it's in Corinthians or I don't know, um, maybe Romans, but Paul says it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Right. You know, it, it's the kindness of the father, his heart towards us that causes us to repent and change direction. And so I, I do, I, I, I'm not saying strength void of kindness and mercy and grace. God is a God of mercy and grace and compassion and, and honesty. Like, you know, um, you shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free. Um, you know, he desires truth in our inmost being. So God is a God of honesty. He wants honest reflection about our lives and our stories. And yet when, you know, it comes, comes to rubber to pavement, like we, as men, like we're called to dig deep and stand up and be strong for those we mm-hmm. love. Right. Like God, there is, in my belief, there is no room for passivity in the heart of a man, Mm-mm. especially a grown man who, who is leading a, a family. family. Yeah. yeah. You know? it's, in the, it's in the way that we're built, broad shoulders, yeah. like our bones, like more muscle mass. Yeah. We're, I, I've, I mean, I wish I could show pictures through this podcast, but, I, but my sons, I, we just got back a few weeks ago from yeah. being in the backcountry for eight days hunting. Um, you know, it was cold, you know, 10 degrees at night, 30 during the day. And, you know, we, we ran out of firewood within our, you know, we had a little bit of firewood just to get through the first night. Next day, you know, we went and cut down a tree, you know, and they, and there, I have, you know, just some sweet pictures of me and my boys just out in the back country shirts off. And that's building their story. 30, 30 degrees chopping firewood. Yeah. That's building their story. Yeah. And, and what man at 21, at 13, at 60 doesn't want to feel strong. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me we want to feel strong as men. And so, I mean, it's in the heart of a man to feel strong, but God also says we're made in his image. And God is also a very kind God, Mm -hmm. right? He's, he's not just a strong ass, right? You know, he's, he's a God who, who offers mercy and grace, but because he is strong, he's able to offer mercy and grace. Right. Right. For sure. Um, so that, that's a little bit about kind of your engagement story work and, and all that. But to our listener right now, who's that 20 something guy, um, particularly, Mm. um, who hasn't begun to engage their story and wants to, Mm. or maybe doesn't even realize that's what they want yet, but they realize something's wrong Mm. and they're kind of where you were at that point. And Mm. they're like, I gotta look under the hood. Yeah. Kind of like what you do with us. Yeah. Um, us, me, me and Luke and training around guys, what would you say to that? Like, how do you, what's the first steps? What, you, what advice you would you start? give? Where do yeah. you start? Well, I mean, we live in a day and an age where, um, the, the counselor, the therapist is the go-to, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm all for, you know, good therapy, good counseling. I've done my fair share. Um, but I don't think we were created to go pay someone to help us with our problems. Right. And that was, that's what a mom and a dad were meant for. Right. Mm -hmm. But we live this side of the fall, right. Of, of Adam and Eve. So I I would say it for sure, you know, counselor, therapist, you know, it for sure is a good option if you can find a good one, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're hard to come by, you know, um, I happen to find a fun, found a phenomenal one. Um, but, but I would also say seek out a kind, strong, older man and not necessarily older in age 
but older in life experience. Yes, yeah. further yeah. along than you are. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a great saying, um, uh, Dr. Dan Allender says, um, you can only take people as far as you yourself have gone. Mm. So, so find someone who's further down the road than you, you know. And just begin to engage them. Yeah, just kind engage. Kind of like this conversation we're having right now. Ask mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Yeah, engage honesty. Um, um, but, but I can't say enough to that. It, you know, find someone who can help travel with you. Yeah, um, definitely. There's, go ahead, Luke. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, um, there's just a question I really wanted to ask, and um, it kind of deals with the whole concept of like repressed memories. Um, mm. And when your story is is repressed, um, and so I mean, like in my position in training ground, there was there was a lot of BS around mm-hmm. me and, and my my guard was up my my walls were up so to speak and and uh trying to engage my story was so difficult i didn't i didn't think it was worth honoring i didn't think it was worth engaging telling i didn't know what my i didn't know what your ears wanted to hear i didn't know what um the guys wanted to hear and i i, I didn't know what to say and i don't know if I could access it very well. Hmm. Um, so if you want to say anything about it, could you touch on what like, like repression and having your story like repressed, like what that means Mm -hmm. a little bit more in detail? Yeah. Um, so let me just say loud and clear. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a guy who, um, has tried to live honestly. Hmm. Um, um, so, what I would say, I, I can only speak from experience. Um, and what I've tried to help you guys do is, is to really just invite your memories, um, as a friend, Hmm. like open your heart and mind to what do I need to remember here? Um, I, I, you know, for me, I, you know, I just came back, we were up in Montana visiting my dad for Thanksgiving and, um, they have my dad and and stepmother have a bunch of photo albums. Um, and, um, I, I saw a lot of the pictures I'd never seen before. And my sons were finding pictures of me as a young little guy or as a young man. Mm -hmm. And, and then I started like, Oh my goodness. And just remembering and then seeing my dad at my age and younger and just what that started to awaken in my own heart. Like, um, I'm my father's son. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I mean, my wife said it. You're cut from the same cloth as your dad. Like you're a mold of, of him. And and yet I'm not. You know, my dad and I are different too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and even my dad spoke to that this last weekend a little bit. But um, find ways to just engage your memory. You know, your 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 brain. Um, Luke, I don't think I'm qualified to answer really well the mm. repressed memory stuff. Um, I think there's probably some good sources. I, I mean, I, two directions I would point any listener is to um, Dr. Dan Allender. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a profound impact on my life. Um, he's with the Allender Center in Seattle, Seattle School of Theology, or Seattle, Seattle School of Psychology and Theology. I spent a year um, working with them and... Um, uh, learning how to better do, um, story work. Uh, and, um, I'd go on their website, just Google them. You'll find them. And then of course, um, uh, John Eldridge ransomed heart. 
Yeah. Um, the, the resources with those two ministries, entities, are just abundant, right. absolutely yeah. abundant. Absolutely, and we'll put the uh, we'll put the description. Yeah, in, uh, yeah, we'll link all that stuff uh, yeah, for, you for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Dan Allender um, has a couple really good books um, that I'd recommend to listeners: The Healing Path, um, um, and and the 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 his kind of subtitle to that is "Don't Waste Your Pain." Mm. Um, investigate your pain so you can use it for good somehow um and then another book that he he wrote was called to be told um and it's it's all about story work yeah and of course john eldridge wild at heart um is phenomenal um and then he's got another one called epic which is about story work story um so yeah i think and and it's so profound and and i want to say thank you to jake yeah um because jake was kind of that man that we pressed into this summer mm-hmm. uh, with our experience training ground. He was the guy that, you know, I, remember, I can tell a story from the first time I met Jake. You know, I, won't, I don't want to release too much information because I want training ground guys to experience this, but we were in an undisclosed location doing an undisclosed thing that wasn't very easy. <laughs> and, <laughs> so and uh, you know, I get to the location and there's Jake and, and, and he sits down and he prays with me and he, and he, and he looks at me and he says, you know, there's, there's something around you. There's a name. There's a part of your story. I don't know what it is, and maybe you don't know what it is, but we have to figure that out. Yeah. And that was an ongoing theme for my summer. And Jake was there every Wednesday, and I knew that he was willing to listen and willing to help me with my findings, trying to figure out what that name was. Hmm. And so I can't say thank you, Jake, enough, but just to kind of reiterate how important it may be for you to find someone that's further along than you mm. and press into them because that is how story work is done. Exactly. I, mm. Oh, what were you going to say? Well, and I was just going to add like, Luke, I think you needed, if I can, can say like yeah. you needed someone to call you out on your bullshit. Yeah. I mean, you needed, and you needed that repeatedly. Um, and it happened repeatedly. <laughs> and, and, but not just by me. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many other old, older men were yeah. further down the road of the, the path than you were calling it too? Right? Out of a place of love. Yeah. Not out, out of, place of love. not yeah. a yeah. place of hatred or anger. I mean, uh, um, Sam Jolman once said to me, he said, um, um, kindness is not niceness. Mm-hmm. Kindness is not niceness. Like we don't need people to pity us. We don't need people to just like sob with us. Yeah, there. We, we might There's we might need someone it. to weep with us. Yeah. yeah. And yet, but um, I would say kindness is um, often moving against what people think they want or need. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, you know, what does love look like? You know, it's not a bed of roses, you know, uh, love can be very, very painful, um, but it's what we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think just to speak, Nick, to what you're saying there, like we, I mean, I li- listen, like um, I, I've got much further to go in my journey and story. Mm-hmm. I'm far from finished, but I'm where I am today because I had stronger people in front of me. Uh, moving against me, working against me, yeah. you know, Asking but for me, questions. but for me, yeah. they were working against me because they were for me. Mm-hmm. They believed in something. They saw something, but Nick, just a quick question for you. What, what was the name? <laughs> the name 
that I came up that that I figured out at the end of the summer um, through working through it was not enough, insufficient. Mm. Um, my whole life, I had suppressed so many things and 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 didn't realize it subliminally. I had told myself that I was not good enough. I was insufficient. And so my reaction to that, my brain's reaction was to counteract and put on this this face, this mask that I had everything figured out, that I was the best thing there was on this earth. You know, that I was, mm. I could do anything. Mm. The truth was, I was scared to death because I felt like I wasn't good enough. Mm. And so it took me, someone like Jake, honestly looking at me and, and being like, let's figure it out mm. to figure that out. Um, and that, that honestly guys at the essence, that's what story work is. Yeah. It's just engaging. Um, and we really hope that that listener, um, maybe got an inspiration out of this to, to go sit down and have the conversation like me and Luke yeah. just had with Jake. Cause that it's that simple yeah. of just talking. Uh, we want to thank Jake a lot because Jake is someone who's had a big impact in our lives. Um, very dear friend and a man that we respect. We respect a lot. So, Jake, thank you so much yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for sitting thank, down with us. Thank you. Mm. And I, I would say, I mean, like, again, I cannot reiterate enough. Like, the world needs, well, I'll just speak to your generation. They need your strength. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I, I can't tell, many, tell you how many times I've heard, like, people say, where have the real men gone? Right. But a real man isn't an ass. You know, he's not a tyrant. You know, scripture talks about how the husband's role is to serve his wife. Right. Right? To serve. You know, a good king isn't one who is a tyrant and a dictator. A good king is one who finds the goodness in his people yep. and helps raise them and brings up. brings that out. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the world needs your strength, Luke. Your generation needs your strength, Nick. Yours, too. And so the beauty of story work is honest reflection of why don't I feel strong? Why do I feel so weak? Why don't I feel like a man? Where's that? What, what is that? I need to unlock that. Right. And so that, I mean, just engaging story work for the sake of finding your true God given identity is absolutely crucial. Mm. So good. Well, I'm glad you guys tuned in and, and, and sat on this conversation. Seriously. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, look at your story, guys. It, it'll change your life. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Again, we'll, go ahead, Luke. we'll have some, uh, some resources um, posted for you guys. Uh, yeah. Man, thanks. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming through. Training around garage shocks on story with Jake Mickey. And you can't stop us. You can't bring us. Guys, I don't even want to say there it was because that was amazing. Yeah, thanks a lot to Jake Mickey for yeah. taking the time out of, I mean, a super busy schedule mm-hmm. um, to sit down and talk with us about a topic that is so important. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, it, it was actually, it was his kid's birthday. It was, it was, yeah. it was Jake's son's birthday, um, and he still found the time. That, that's how, honestly, how important it is and how much it means to Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that he was willing to sit down and talk with us yeah. um, about that. I think story work and story in general is a is, is I don't think I know. Yeah. It's a vital, vital thing in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And like Jake said, if you're not willing to access it, you will be confused and it, and you're you're never gonna find that piece you're looking for until you've done that work. Yeah. All truth is gonna do is just grow you. Yeah. Jake is someone that we really respect a lot and again we can't say thanks enough for how, how awesome it was for to talk to him. Yeah. Um Jake did mention a few resources. We will have links to those things um, in our somewhere mm-hmm. uh, in this at, in the description of the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Um, but in case you didn't, you missed it. You know, you can find all kinds of information about story with anything that Dan Allender has written or mm-hmm. anything on the Al- Allender Center. Also, John Eldridge and Ransom Heart Ministries does a really good job talking about story work. So feel free to go to those places for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you can make sure to follow us. On Instagram at TG Garage Talks. Please do it. Please follow us. Um, uh, you can also more. you can also find much more information about Luke and I. Um, you can find all of our other episodes on TGGarageTalks.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find uh, there at the website information about Training Ground if you want to get more involved uh, or want to know more. So yeah. once again, this was TG Garage Talks uh, with Jake Mahey about story. I'm Nick. And I'm Luke. And thanks a lot, guys. We'll... Uh, We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> or you'll hear or you'll, from us. You'll hear, from us. You're, you'll hear our voices you'll next week. You'll hear our voices next week. Okay. But you're going to have to follow us and we'll follow you back. So, thank you.